you're a note taker this morning, I'm going to be sharing on different paths of healing and health, different paths of, de- of healing and health. And so my opening verse is Exodus chapter 15. This is one of the first times that the Lord revealed himself as a healer. And we're going to read about it just in one verse. Verse 26, it says, If you diligently heed the voice of the Lord your God and do what is right in his sight and give ear to his commandments and keep all his statutes, I will put none of these diseases on you which I brought on the Egyptians, for I am the Lord who heals you. I am the Lord who heals you. This is a... This is God declaring a part of his nature to his people, the people that he had brought out of bondage, the people that he had led out of captivity. And scripture said when he led the Hebrew people out that they came forth and there was not one feeble one among them. That's an amazing testimony. Two million people during the Exodus left. Not only did they get the silver and the gold from the Egyptians and they disposed of it, quite readily after 10 plagues and after the last plague, which was so devastating to those, uh, those people that they, they dispersed and they gave forth their silver and their gold. And, 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 but it said that as the Hebrew people went out, that there was no sickness, no disease, no infirmities among them. All of them were walking. All of them were able to make the journey. And now they are into this journey and they begin to have some challenges, some tests and trials. And in that, they began to find fault with the leadership. They begin to find fault with the Lord himself. They begin to grumble and complain. Uh, they forgot where they came from, what the Lord was doing. They began to inquire, can we go back? Is there a way we can go back? Because it really wasn't that bad being in bondage, being in captivity, being oppressed. It really wasn't that bad. And, and what, what they were encountering is what we all encounter when change happens in our life is that sometimes we long for something that is familiar or comfortable, even if it is not what's best for us. You know, in, in part of my pastoral studies, one of the most challenging books that I was ever handed to read was during my counseling uh, uh, courses and the name of the book, and it was all based on clinical studies and then scriptural ways to help those that have been hurt are angry men and the women who love them. And I had to read these case studies, case study after case study after case study about women who were battered and abused, neglected, taken advantage of, taken for granted. And why did they stay in those relationships? They stayed in those relationships because they didn't believe that they were worthy of any other relationship. It was, it was a trap. And in many of those relationships, some of the angry men that they were codependent on kept them codependent, if you leave me, and would make threats and would try to leverage fear as an enemy to try to hold them in captivity. It was painful. I can't even describe just reading that and thinking, you know, how far has humanity slipped from God's original intent and design? But it was for all of us that Jesus came and died. He loves us all the same. That is the amazing good news of the gospel. Regardless of the depth of our sin or how dark it was, Jesus wants to bring light into every one of our lives. And so there's hope for each and every one of us. But the Egyptians were like, can we go back? Can we go back? And then the Lord makes this promise to them. 
if you'll learn how to follow me, accept my ways, put my word into your life, then I'm never going to permit or allow the diseases that came on the Egyptians to come on you. Why? Then he said, why? I am the Lord. I am. I am the Lord who heals you. I'm Jehovah Rapha. He revealed his redemptive nature. Jehovah Rapha. I'm God Almighty, the Lord who heals you. Acts 10.38 says how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed of the devil for God was with him. Hebrews 13.8 said Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So Jesus is the expression of the Father. He is the exact image of the Father coming to the earth. He came to introduce the world that God so loved to his heavenly Father. And one of the ways that he ministered was through healing. How Jesus of Nazareth, he was anointed. How he was anointed. Went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed of the devil for God was with him. It tells us where that the enemy is an oppressor and Jesus is a deliverer. Jesus came to undo what the devil was doing. And where did the devil get a foothold into this world? Where did he get a stronghold when it comes to you know, these areas of health and wholeness and healing. What happened in the garden when man fell, there was a ripple effect and sin produced sickness and disease. I'll tell this short story and then I'm going to share with you the eight different paths or the eight different streams in which God manifests healing and still manifests them today. And I'm going to have some helpers join me here in a minute to illustrate this. My uncle was, uh, was a sailor. It almost sounds like the beginning of a country western song, doesn't it? Like, my uncle was a sailor. <laughs> Leaving his port. No, he really was. And as, uh, as a matter of fact, he, he raced in several of the uh, America's Cups and, uh, under Captain Connors. And, uh, and as a matter of fact, was on these vessels. And, and the way that they move on the water is majestic. But in his late 30s, he was diagnosed with uh, MS. And in those days, Oral Roberts was still having tent meetings. He was having tent meetings around the nation. He went to this tent meeting, and the Lord completely delivered him from MS. And he was healed, and he was made whole. It was an amazing miracle for our family. It was miraculous. And we give God glory for that. And I just want you to know, it wasn't Oral Roberts that healed my uncle, he may have been the vessel, but it was Jesus. And that's one of the streams. But let me share with you the eight streams in which the Lord ministers healing, the eight different paths in which healing can come to humanity. And since there's eight, listen, this is what it tells me. God wants to help us when we're not healthy. God is interested in us when we're hurting. And we're not just talking about physical Sickness, we're talking about sickness in someone's soul that sin has created. We're, we're talking emotional brokenness. The brokenhearted, Jesus came to heal the brokenhearted. We're talking every form and fashion of brokenness, sickness, or infirmity. Jesus came to minister to a spirit, soul, and body. So, number one, the gifts of the Holy Spirit. The gifts of the Holy Spirit. This is where... God, by His Spirit, sovereignly works in the life of people. This is amazing. This is God initiating healing. This is God doing something apart 
from man's initiation. This is him initiating it. So there's nine gifts of the Spirit. Three of them speak of healing, working of miracles, gifts of healings, the gift of faith. So there's times where God sovereignly shows up and ministers to individuals because he is still the Lord who heals us. He hasn't changed. We didn't initiate anything. We didn't do anything. But because of his great love for us, his nature, who he is, he shows up and does something for us. I think, I think that's terrific, don't you? All right. The second path in which God ministers to us is the laying on of hands. Jesus laid hands on the sick throughout his ministry, and then his great commission was lay hands on the sick and they will recover, laying on of hands. Laying on of hands is still being practiced by the church today. As a matter of fact, Hebrews chapter 6 says it's one of the fundamental, foundational six doctrines of the church that we all need to be aware of, laying on of hands, laying on of hands. All right, the third path is anointing with oil and the prayer of faith. James chapter 5 talks about this, that is any sick among you? It's a question. Is any sick among you? If the answer is yes, let them call for the elders of the church. The elders will gather together. They'll anoint them with oil, pray the prayer of faith, and notice the last phrase, and the Lord will raise them up. I love that. And the Lord will raise them up. So the first was God sovereignly shows up. Then, then number two, laying on of hands. Then the anointing of oil and the prayer of faith. Notice number two and three, as well as down through number eight, will all be something that we participate in. In other words, God is looking for someone to partner with him, to believe, to have faith, to express faith. And when he finds that, he's so pleased that he manifests himself In that environment, as I am still the Lord, I change not. I'm the same yesterday, today, and forever. I'm still the Lord who heals you. Wow. Now, he hasn't lost his power. He hasn't lost his compassion. He's very aware of what's going on in each and every one of our lives. Number four, number four, is an individual's faith in Jesus. Jesus said to the woman with the issue of blood in Mark chapter 5, your faith has made you whole. Go, go. And be well of your plague. Your faith has made you whole. In that environment, he recognized it was her faith that tapped into his virtue and she was made whole. Wow. That's amazing, isn't it? All right. Number five, the prayer of agreement. This is found in Matthew's gospel, chapter 18, verse 19. Of two of you agree on earth concerning anything that you ask. Can, Can I inject anything that you ask while you're here on the earth of your father in heaven? He will do it for you. So if you can find someone to agree with you here on earth, your Father in heaven is going to move here on the earth on your behalf because you found someone to agree with. So you may feel like, boy, I don't know if my faith is at the place where I could reach out like the woman with the issue of blood and be made whole. But can you partner your faith with somebody else? Because if one can put a 1,000 to flight, two can put 10,000 to flight. What if you partnered your faith with somebody else? How many in here have ever heard the law of synergy? We're, we were up in South Dakota yesterday and, and, and driving home from South Dakota, the geese are going uh, uh, like bonkers. I mean, they're all in their V formations. They're flying and, and, uh, and we're excited because we know what? Spring is around the corner. That's a sign and a wonder from heaven. Oh, the skies are filled with geese, right? And they're, they're filling. But do you know that? They switch positions constantly because of the law of synergy. 
And they go a lot farther, a lot faster because they work together. And so it is with agreement. You find someone to agree with you concerning anything and your father in heaven's going to do it for you. You know how powerful agreement is? Agreement is like covenant language. It's like this is going to happen. This is like Southern California, King James Version, for sure, for sure. This, this is, this is in the books, right? You know, I love you, baby. Yeah. I married a SoCal girl, so there you go. All right. Inside joke, not inside joke anymore. All right. Here we go. So he is still the Lord who heals us. Individuals faith, the prayer of agreement. The next is communion. We're going to partake of communion here in a minute. And then God's anointed ministers. Uh, this is, this is how much God is interested in us being ministered to is that he actually gives certain ministers these ministries. First Corinthians chapter 12 and, and, and verse 28 says, and, and God gave and, and part of what he gave is those that could work miracles, those that he would use to bring healing. What kind of healing? Every imaginable type of healing. Why? Because sin has penetrated every part of who we are, spirit, soul, and body. So Jesus cares about us eternally, spirit. He cares about us emotionally, your soul. He cares about your body, temporal. Some people say, well, you know, God doesn't care about my body. He cares about your body. He cares about it because you were formed and fashioned by him. Of all of creation, of all of creation, mankind is the only part of creation where God got his hands dirty. He formed and fashioned us and then he breathed in us and we became a living soul. We were just dirt. And one day we will return to the soil. But what is sustaining us now? The spirit right, and the soul. But this body is the home in which they abide. You know, you express emotions through a physical body. I can't read your mind and know your emotions. You express it. We wear it. We own it. Sometimes we're embarrassed by it. Sometimes we're jubilated by it. But it's expressed through a physical body. God cares about every part of who we are because sin has invaded every area of our life. So through God's anointed ministers. And last, this is such a practical one sometimes we overlook. Repentance and rest. In other words, sometimes God says, you've got to change your mind. That's what repentance is all about. You're going down this road, you've got to turn around and go, you've got to come back a different way because, because I can't reach you where you're at because you're permitting sin into your life and I can't come and manifest myself the way I want to. You know how easy it, God has made it to repent? Listen to this verse, 1 John 1, 9. If we, that's us, confess our sin, that's our part. The rest is all on him. He is faithful and just to forgive us and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. What, what keeps us from saying, God, I'm so sorry for something I said, something I did, uh, an attitude that I, that I copped or a behavior that, that I engaged in? You know, is it worth missing out on a blessing? Is it worth missing out on God's grace? Is, it, is our stubborn pride worth missing out on God's amazing intervention in our life? It's a bad trade-off. Believe me, it's a bad trade-off. All you have to do is confess. He forgives. He cleanses. Seems to me like we should be doing some confessing at times. I have a good friend, and he said, you know, I go to the Lord daily and say, just search my heart and, 
and show me if there's any wicked way within me. He's praying one of the Psalms. And, and he says, you know why I do that is because I'm blind sometimes to my own wickedness. I need God to reveal it to me. I need God to show that to me. And when he shows it to me, all I have to say is, thanks for showing it. I'm giving it back to you because I don't have the power to cleanse this or I don't have the power to get rid of this, but you do, so I'm giving it to you. It's a great practice for all of us. So for those that I've asked to help, could you come? And then I'm going to need two more volunteers. So come on up, come on up and join me as they come. Let's give them a round of applause. And I need two more young people. So I have six... I have six. Come on up on the platform. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I have seven. I need one more. I need a volunteer. Big or small. This won't be painful. All right. I need you guys to line up over here and give each other some space. Like number one. Come on over here, Kai. And then Lucy over here. Yeah, I'm just sort of stagger out George. Ace. Yes. All right. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I need one more. We're waiting. We're waiting. This is like, you know, you go to the fair and you need some help and just need one more. All right. Lindy's going to come up. All right. No, we have a young man. All right. We're going to trade. All right. Lindy, give me a high five. You, I do any direction. I know you were going to do it. Come on up. All right. Let's give them all a round of applause. All right. Now, I want you guys just to, to face a congregation and just be as cute and as handsome as you can be, all right? And I'm going to hand each and every one of you one of these. Just keep it down right now, okay? Keep it down. You guys can keep it up, right? They can keep it down. There we go. Now, these are the eight paths of healing. So I'm going to count to three. And at the count of three, I want you just to raise them just like this, right in front of you so everyone can see them. Just put them right in front of you. Can you guys do that? Ready? One, two, three. Just turn them around so everyone can see. All right. And then just hold them in a way that they can read them. Now, for this illustration purpose, these are the eight paths in which God manifests and can manifest, desires to manifest his healing to us. So to help us to understand the significance of this, I am going to, for illustration purposes only, be Jesus. Illustration purposes only. Thank you. All right. Not in much response there. You guys must really believe that. Illustration purposes only. All right. All right. And, and this is one more thing I want you to think about before I finish this message. All right. Is Kai more important than George? Is Lucas more important than Andrew? Is Paula more important than Ace? No. They're all important. They all have value. Here's where we get stuck sometimes. I want God to heal me this way. I feel this is more valuable. And I don't know if I'm open to God healing me this way. I value this more than this. But that's like saying, I like George, I like Paula more than I like George.
what if we forgot about the paths and we just remembered where all the paths point? You guys turn around and face me. All the paths point back to Jesus. What if we started getting our eyes on Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, and let him take care of the path? Let him determine how he's going to manifest and not say, God, you have to do it this way. Oh, God, I want you to do it this way. God, I'm putting in my order. Would you do it this way? What if we just let him do it in the path in which pleased him, in which he would get the glory? Amen. You guys can turn around, give them a round of applause. And you guys can be seated. You can keep that as a souvenir. Pastor Drew will sign it later. For <laughs> Amen. Thank you for listening to today's message. We hope that it encouraged or inspired you to God's best. If you have any questions about today's message, need prayer, or would like to learn more about Living Word Fellowship, please call 641-828-7119 or visit us at lwfknoxville.com.